Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look at that. Figgy got us vibing. I like it. In for Landry Locker, John Lopez. I'm Sean Bajani. Adam Spillane here as well. Coming up in an hour and change, 1240-ish, we're going to be... Uh, Going live to Indianapolis at the uh, Combine. Talk to Cody Stutes. He'll give us the uh, latest um, schedule for today. Wide receivers and running backs doing on-field work. So, be looking forward to that. I saw this, I believe it was yesterday evening, Spo, and I immediately felt like an idiot because I was thinking only about this guy being a former Titan, not a former San Francisco 49er, and that's uh, linebacker Aziz Al-Shair. In the mutual interest that might be shared between him and the Houston Texans, that, according to a Aaron Wilson report uh, yesterday, Shair spent the previous four years with the 49ers, and that means all of his career uh, up until last year's prove-it deal with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, with D'Amico Ryans, a couple of years as position coach at linebacker, then two years uh, as uh, the defensive coordinator, uh, in which D'Amico excelled at tremendously, setting up him, obviously taking over as the greatest head coach in Texans history already, just after one season, right? How about that? Al Shire, man, is that a potential target for you if you're D'Amico Ryans and this Houston Texans defense this offseason? By the way, uh, contract projections, I don't know what you feel about these. I always feel like they're going to be slightly off until proven otherwise. We'll have to keep a monitor on this. According to PFF, the projection for uh, one Aziz Alshair, three years and about uh, $38 million, uh, 20 guaranteed, about uh, seven, a little over $7 million AAV, I believe. The No, what was, was that the projection? Yeah, I think a little over seven. In the you change. said three years, 38, didn't you? Yeah, three years, 38. So what That's would that be? That would seven. be like... Uh, it's like 12 and be and like, half. yeah, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, something like that, yeah. Um, it's a bit high. Um, but he's 26, and so that helps. And the fact that D'Amico Ryans knows him and knows him well, I, I think that sort of stuff is important. And so I think familiarity really matters. And if D'Amico Ryans thinks that he fits within the scheme, then go ahead. But that's not... Again, that that ta- that price tag is a little high, especially when I think there are other areas on the roster that they need to focus on first. Yeah, uh, let me see. Eleven and a half uh, is the AAV. Three years, twenty point two five. 
6.75 million per year, 11 and a half fully guaranteed. That's the projection for Al Shire. So I was wrong. It's a little better. Thinking of somebody. Yeah, I mean, come on. You paid Denzel Perryman uh, two and change last season. And he probably exceeded expectations or exceeded that contract. It's cool, right? Gave you a little bit of nasty. Gave you a little bit of consistency. Um, was significantly improved in the linebacker core from the year before that and the year before that and the year before that, right? You like it. But if you could do better for that, less than $7 million per year, which is what I was initially thinking before I jacked the numbers up, I mean, come on. It's something that D'Amico Ryan spoke about earlier this week when I think it was Cody Stutes that asked the question, the difference between you know players that you know that have been in the system versus the ones you don't, that you're going to be shopping for or exploring, trying to learn more about. And there's always a side with a player that you have familiarity with that you know understands and fits the system. And I started thinking about it like this because – if you look at last year's offseason and the way D'Amico Ryan's Nick Casario built this defense specifically, they didn't go out and get a whole bunch of young guys. I mean, they went out and got Sheldon Rankins. They went out and got Jimmy Ward. They went out and got Denzel Perryman. And they utilized some players that they thought, you know what? They, they were okay. They've shown me enough ability in year or years past that could really thrive in this defense. Blake Cashman, right? Um, whereas offensively, you tended to side a little bit more with the younger. I mean, you had a rookie quarterback. You had a rookie, rookie uh, standout wide receiver in in Tank Dell. Um, you had Juice Scruggs and Jared Patterson on your offensive line. At one point in time, like they went far more youth offensively than defensively. Shouldn't that be a template that maybe we concentrate on and maybe that the Texans follow a little bit closer defensively again this offseason? Probably. And it, again, it, it makes sense for somebody who has background with D'Amico Ryans because it's not just that D'Amico Ryans knows him. It's that he knows D'Amico Ryans and he knows the system. And it's hard enough to come into this league and to change teams and to go through the whole transition of, I'm playing for a new team, new city, all that stuff. And then you have to learn a new system. Well, if you already know the system, mm-hmm. then it's a whole lot easier. It makes the transition so much more, e- uh, so much easier. And so that's why somebody um, like uh, Al Shahir, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I get excited about, you know, that. And I, I, I get excited. I, I do. Well, I mean, you don't get excited about much. That's true. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, and it's all good. Everybody's different. But I got excited about it when I heard Al Shire. Look, he played really well against the Texans last year. Uh, good player for the Tennessee Titans on a prove-it deal. I think he made like five and change or six and change on a one-year deal with the Titans last season. And if I'm the Titans, I'd be looking at trying to retain him, to be quite honest with you. But if you're Al Shire, you got to be really looking hard at the Texans. And going back to the Barkley report yesterday for Aaron Wilson, if – He's got the Texans as his top target. Guys that have a familiarity to D'Amico Ryans, probably at the very top of their list as well. And if you're the Texans, you got your pick of the litter in terms of the best fits. May not be the highest priced guys, may not be the most talented guys. But again, I point at this, look at what D'Amico Ryans in this defense and really in large part the Texans did with the talent that in some cases was already here that you thought wasn't very good 
because they were in crappy regimes and crappy systems, schemes rather, offensively or defensively. Good coaches can make uh, what you think are marginal to below average players look pretty damn good at times. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so that's why I got excited and then a little bit more excited about the fact that he's a former 49er. All right, why don't we get to this? Do you think the Texans could go a completely different direction than a lot of people are anticipating with the 23 overall pick. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah. We've seen a lot, and this is coming from like Sean, from Landry. Um, you've seen mock drafts that have had the Texans taking tackles. And again, I don't think that they're necessarily going to take a tackle. I would not probably take a tackle if I were them. But I don't think it's like that out of the question that tackle it could is happen. in the defensive offensive for- tackle. <laughs> I don't think it's like that out of the question that they could do it. And Figgy. Landry said that if the Texans take an offensive tackle, he'll eat a Mel Kiper draft guide. So please hold him to that. I'm putting did that on you. Did he say that? He did. Check the Twitter. Offensive tackle. Are you sure? Offensive, offensive tackle. tackle. He yeah. said that. He I've would- seen that on three different mock drafts, man. I think it's a good bet. Landry said if the Texans take an offensive tackle, he'd eat a page. I challenged him. I challenged him to a, a Mel Kiper draft guide. Because Mel <laughs> Kiper has the Texans taking a tackle at 23. Now, Again, I don't think that I, I, we've, that wouldn't I, surprise me if they did, though, man. I don't know why. It just wouldn't surprise me. So, unfortunately, Mel Kuyper doesn't make the draft guides like he used to. So what I'm going to do, Figgy, I'm going to go on eBay and buy one of the old Mel Kuyper draft guides with my own money <laughs> with the expectation that I'll be reimbursed by the station. <laughs> and then he will, oh, ha- he will have to eat the luck. draft guide. Um, so the reason why... It's not, I don't think it's totally out of the question. Is the way that I look at the draft, and I can't remember, there's a GM who said this, and I can't remember who the GM was, but he said, You fill holes in free agency, you draft for depth. And as we saw last year, the Texans needed depth at tackle because both their tackles missed a considerable amount of time. Well, at least the guys that they expected to be their tackles. Um, Laramie Tunsil obviously missed three games. He's He just had knee surgery. He's, he, he'll be 30 when the season starts. Titus Howard was supposed to be the right tackle. He got hurt during training camp. They had to move him to guard, and then he got hurt again. And so they were having to play George Fant at tackle, and, and even George Fant couldn't get through the entire season. So you need depth at that position. But also... um. Who's to say that 
you, you, this guy plays tackle in college, it doesn't mean that they can't move him inside in the NFL. You know, the Texans might view that guy as an inside guy once he gets to the NFL. So I don't think it's necessarily completely out of the question that they could go tackle. Now, if it's me, I would trade the pick, and I would trade the pick for somebody who's going to be good right away. But if they go and they take a tackle, it would not be the most shocking thing to me in the world. That's a deeper conversation. Uh, You know, it's really two and one, but we can have it. We're here for it. We've got time. Um, I, I said this earlier, I think, you know, that, Look, this Texans offensive line as it's currently constructed, and let's just talk specifically about the guys that you had penciled in as starters going into last season, right? Laramie Tunsil, Kenyon Green, um, <clears throat> not Scott Questenberry, though it was looking like that was going to be the case the first week or so, but uh, Juice Scruggs at center, Shaq Mason, Titus Howard going back to right tackle. All of those guys, whether it be on their rookie contract or deals that they'd signed with a team, are signed through the 2026 season. There's that. You've also got depth now with Jarrett Patterson. George Fant's going to move on. Josh Jones is a free agent. Okay? Um, Who knows what happens with uh, Scott Questenberry, what decision they make on him. You need depth all over the place, I'd say, outside of the center position. To me, if I'm a veteran offensive lineman that is a free agent, and admittedly, you need to take a look at that market, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if it looks good, if it looks bad, if it's horrible, whatever. I just know this. The Texans found a way to piece it together last year with guys like freaking Josh Jones, Michael Dieter, George Fant. Like, at the end of the day, did a pretty damn good job of getting some dudes in here, especially late considering... There was injuries all over the place every single week, it seemed like. And you found a way to fill these gaps. Hell, they went out shopping and got a damn dude that was moonlighting as a fullback in Kendrick Green to come in here and play left guard for a game or two for you. Did a pretty damn good job and was probably the most productive left guard the Texans played all season long at the position. Um, Maybe he's back if he's healthy. I don't know. But I would love if, in fact, you went the more veteran route as opposed to drafting a young guy that you would slide in to that position this next year. Like, and maybe you're not saying that particularly. It is about depth, and the Texans have been very adept at letting you know they need to get deeper at all positions. We all agree with that, but you need a really good foundation on that offensive line and I think that can be provided best if you're able to go get the left guard variety of a Shaq Mason let me throw a hypothetical at you Mm -hmm. Titus Howard played seven games last year it was okay in those seven games again they had him playing out of position which Mm. again we can that's a whole other thing Titus Howard's cap number for 2025 is 20.5 million Mm -hmm. let's say Titus Howard misses half the season again next year Mm -hmm. you good with Titus Howard at twenty point five cap number, or if you had an opportunity to, to do to, if you had an opportunity to save half that, would you take it knowing that you have his replacement already on the roster as a guy that you drafted in the first round? He's got uh, two more years Howard? on his contract. Yeah, but if if he misses next but year, it, but it, but if you need if you need to create cap space next year, uh-huh. and you have Titus Howard on the books at $20.5 million, right? coming off of back-to-back injury, possibly, listen, yeah, this yeah. is a hypothetical, coming off of two injury-riddled seasons, is that a move that you would make when you know that you have 
somebody right there who you think that can replace him and can soak up those those starts at, at right tackle. Like that's why to me, you fill your holes in free agency. All the holes that we think the Texans have in free agency, that's all the all the holes that we think the Texans have right now, fill those in free agency. Then then and of course, free agency comes before the draft. So then you fill all your holes in free agency, then you have the draft and then you draft for depth. And then you're looking at okay, we might have to move on from this guy next season. Let's draft his replacement now. We get him in the building. He gets a year of practice with us. That way, when we have to let player X go, player Y is right there to step in, and it's like and it's a seamless transition. Yeah. I, That's look, how I would handle the draft if I were them. It, so you would take an offensive line? You would take a tackle? I, I would not rule it out is what I'm saying. Okay. I am saying if, 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 they, if they still pick at 23 – and there is a, a tackle at 23 that they have a really high grade on. Take him. Laramie Tunsil just had surgery to clean up a knee, right? Um, that dude played his ass off through that injury this past season. He's not getting any younger. He's going to be playing in his age 30 or 31 season, I believe, He'll be 30. this year. Okay, He's 29 30. right now. That's right. He's been around for a while. So. Yes. Um, I'm more concerned about Tunsil's future health. Than he's, I th- he's played more, though, than Howard has. Than I think I am Titus Howard. H- Howard played seven games last year. I understand. And and why? 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 We had two separate injuries. Is it a soft tissue? I think he had the hand, right? The he had the hand. The he broke the hand. Yeah. And what was the other one? I don't remember the other one. I don't... He's I, had uh, he's had knee issues, though, in the past. Um, you were there. You should know this. <laughs> Dude, sorry. They went freaking four <laughs> deep at every damn offensive line position knee. last year. It was a knee There's injury. a lot of crap you had to deal with, okay? <laughs> Titus Howard, because it was a knee injury. <laughs> you want me to recall every damn thing? Not they had that old? Nine different. Uh, it doesn't matter about being old. It's about just trying to keep up with this crap. Yeah, so, but he, Nine he had, different starting offensive lines last year. He had a knee issue his rookie year, a knee issue last year. Like, that stuff doesn't necessarily go away. No, it doesn't go away, but damn, man, it's football. Everybody's dealt with some sort of injury. Uh, I, I'm just because of uh, the he's younger. I'm think I'm more concerned with a guy like Laramie Tunsil and he's his so injury good, issue. I know he's so no, good. but but again, but you you bring up the point too. Like it, it would be nice to have somebody that you can just slide in a if, swing. Yes, yes that, either, I'm talking if, myself into that because look, Charlie Heck. Okay, get the heck out of here. Like. The, he wasn't healthy either. I mean, he was healthy for like he missed, ready to go. Like the, he missed the, most of the year. Yeah, he was good to go for like the last four weeks of the season, if that. Right, if I were calling. And again, I I don't hate the idea as you think about how badly you needed depth. But then again, the ability by Nick Casario to make some pretty savvy moves during training camp. I mean, you traded a fifth rounder to go get George Fant, who's a starting level right tackle and was. He's he's going to parlay that into a starting contract for somebody this offseason in my mind. I don't think he's in chance in hell he's coming back with the Texans. Um because you've got the tackles locked in, lined up and presumably healthy to start training camp. You're not going to need his ass. So, I trust Casario to go out and frugally and savvily get another George Fant-ish type of a guy or Josh Jones type of a guy. Now, granted, Josh Jones, after he broke his hand, didn't end up playing a lick for you afterwards. But you didn't need him to because you had Tunsil 
powering through, and you had Fant playing damn good right tackle. Um, what happened to Fant, by the way? Uh, he, he didn't play for like two games towards the end portion of the season. Who did he get replaced by? Why am I struggling with that? Uh, because it certainly wasn't Titus Howard. Who started at right tackle for him a couple of games? I think it was Charlie Heck, right? Yeah, yeah I, it I was Heck. Heck. Yeah, Charlie yeah, Heck. Yeah, we yeah you're right. Scared. Yeah, we thought he was going to get work. <laughs> yeah, and like, Heck, oh, man. Heck was like praying for CJ that week. He was he was, he was was pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, had, he was all right. Everybody was all right, to be honest. Yeah, he was pretty good. 713572 I, I just, like, with free agency, it's about 2024. When, you, when you're making free agency moves, it's about 2024. To me, the draft is about... 2024, 2025. It's about the future. That's what the draft is for. And so you just you just want to have you want to give yourself options. And again, I'm not saying they should take a tackle. I'm just saying I wouldn't rule it out just understanding that you have two highly paid tackles right now and both have had some trouble staying on the field and you have to take yeah. that into account when you're building out a roster. Look, we're we're a little over, but just talking it through. I mean, Jeez, you might not have to move up or even take that guy at twenty three. Trade could the pick. be a, well, they could be available in the second round. Like, how many? There's going to be runs on quarterbacks. There's going to be runs on receivers. There's going to be runs on cornerbacks. There's going to be runs on defensive tackles. Like hell, at some point in time, you could probably find one of those really good dudes that you don't need. If you're talking about depth in the future. You don't need to go get that guy in the first round. You can get him in the second round. You can get him in the third round. You can move up with one of your two fourth-round picks and get an extra third or maybe get a late-round second and get that guy. 713-572-4610. I'm exploring all options. Coming up next, we'll play the hits. Today's top stories, it's in the loop. Stay there. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.